The mighty USS Kitty Hawk traveled rough chilly waters of the Pacific on the night Alfonso Abdal Amos disappeared. Days before, Typhoon Zeb had formed in the Philippine Sea, picking up moisture, speed, and strength over the warm water's surface. In four days, it would swell to super typhoon status to become one of the largest storms of the 1998 typhoon season. With maximum sustained winds of 205 kilometers per hour, the storm reached its apex on October 14, 1998. The next day, the biblical force of nature would continue its path and crash into Luzon, the Philippines' most populous island and location of Alfonso's birth. Petty Officer Amos probably knew of the storm. As a career sailor with 18 years of service in the United States Navy and at least two with the Philippine Army, he had seen countless storms in his life. The ship to which he was assigned the USS Kitty Hawk was no different. At nearly 40 years of active service in the fleet, dodging, weathering, or cutting through storms was a common occurrence for, well, at the time, America's only forward-deployed aircraft carrier. The storm, known as Typhoon Iliang in the Philippines, ripped through the islands, destroying homes and infrastructure, while causing floods, landslides, and widespread crop destruction. Total damage estimates were around $126 million, which would be $219 million in 2022, a disastrous figure. After passing the Philippines, the massive storm weakened over Taiwan as it cut a boomerang path north toward Japan. By October 17, the USS Kitty Hawk narrowly passed the gale force winds of the storm, riding the chop of the rolling sea as it reached the coordinates 2549.3 north, 134 degrees, 132 point east. A location in the open ocean 303 kilometers from the nearest land and 1,213 kilometers from its home port in Yokosuka, Japan, Alfonso's duty station at the time. On the evening of October 17, Petty Officer Amos was scheduled to stand watch, a common duty for many enlisted sailors at sea, from 20,000 to 0000 hours. Unbeknownst to his fellow shipmates and his wife and three children back in Yokosuka, probably winding down for the evening, it would be his final watch. Um, hey everyone, this is Jen, <laughs> and I'm reading the, uh, I'm reading, sorry, give me a second, the page keeps cl- closing on me. I'm reading the introduction of, uh, or the preface, wait, was it the preface? Yes, I'm reading the introduction to my dad's book um, that has been recently mailed to me. It's titled Silent Soul, the MM1, which is Machinist Mate First Class, the MM1 Alfonso Updal Amos Story by The Price of Freedom Chronicles. And this is the Cold War era. Um, it's very emotional. 
I mean, it's funny because when I first, when the, when the book first arrived, um, I just, you know, I just, uh, held it and I looked at it and, um, and then, um, this last Thursday I was graduating an entrepreneur cohort program for, um, oh, and that's the first time I dropped the book, (laughs) a cohort program, um, for another nonprofit, uh, not in partnership with the Rosie Network, but um, I was graduating, and uh, and because it was military focus, I decided to um, dedicate my uh, graduation speech to my dad. And often in these entrepreneurial, like military entrepreneurial spaces it often revolves around military spouses and service members, rightfully so. And so that's why I took it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, remind everyone that gold star families also matter. Not that anyone would think that, but I wanted everyone to be aware that I wasn't just, you know, a military spouse. Not that there's raw, obviously nothing wrong, and I don't mean to say it like that, right? Um, But I'm saying that I wanted to, I guess, widen the scope of what the military community looks like. And I decided to, like I said, dedicate my graduation speech to um, my dad and uh, show everyone the book. And um, funny enough, like in just like the couple of seconds of showing the cover of the book, people found it on Amazon already. And I didn't even know the link yet because the Price of Freedom Foundation sent me a physical copy to look at. Um, but uh, it's been interesting because as I would, as you know, within the first two minutes of giving my graduation speech, I just started crying. <laughs> and it's important for me to uh, continually process this. And that's why I wanted to open up this recording today to, to talk about it. And, you know, I think that for everyone here that's joining me inside the fort by uh, U.S. Vet Wealth, um, you'll get to hear a little bit more about about my story as a gold star family member and now i have a vehicle you know i have i have a um a book to to help me and i'll be quite honest i haven't read it yet um i was i was even allowed to look at the transcript many months ago and i think even if i did i wouldn't have read it um and so i think that i would feel most safe and i'd be able to safely and in a healthy way process what I'm about to read by documenting my reaction to the book. Um, but the first, that first part, it's, it already tells me, you know, I have to give a shout out to Keith Hayden, who was a former guest on Holding on the Fort. Um, you know, I have to give a shout out to him because he was the one who wrote the book. He did all the work to, all the work and all the research to craft this story about my dad and, and really humanize him and humanize his life because I only know snippets of him. And already in just that introduction I read, um, it's just so much more than, it, it, it just, like he just already painted a whole world that I wasn't even aware of. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited and I hope to bring you all along as I go through this book. I'm actually going to be also sharing it with a book club that I'm a part of in the next two hours. But I thought I would, you know, take this time and um, 
process my thoughts in this way or process my feelings as I feel them and just continue to, um, you know, work through these feelings. And I have been quite sensitive the last couple of days. Even this morning, I was having a conversation with my husband and I just, I just got all this pent up emotion and just, just had a release through crying. And of course, my husband being the good old husband he is, um, thought he did something wrong and he was trying to find a way to fix you know, he tried everything, make me laugh and all the things like he always does. And, you know, just, just stand there with me and be there with me, which I, which I really appreciate about him, by the way. So, um, just a little note there before I really, before I get emotional again, (laughs) but yeah, I just, I wanted to share this with all, I wanted to bring you all on this ride because you are inside the fort and being inside the fort, I'm going to be candid with you. I'm going to tell you stuff about my life and tell you what has led me to where I'm at today, you know, with U.S. Vet Wealth and and even the show. And I hope to continue running the show for as long as possible um, so that, you know, I can share stories of our military community and share my own and share my family's and share my dad's. Um, So yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, (laughs) um, then I'm excited to continue this with you all. And I hope that you'll join me in the upcoming recordings because I think I, I think I plan on dedicating the rest of the recordings talking about this book. But we'll see, we'll see. I I can I tend to do these uh, sporadically, and uh, but yeah, if you want to check out my dad's book, um, I'll I will provide the link uh, in the description of this uh, post slash recording, and um, all the proceeds go back to the nonprofit, all the proceeds. So, of course, if you want to donate directly to them, they do have a website as well. Um, and I'll provide that in the show notes. Um, but other than that, I just wanted to open up with that and say thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>